Hello, happy Tuesday. Welcome to Lessons and Legacies. This is episode 45, where we're going to be talking about the importance of following your dreams. Some lessons in following your dreams, in fact. Um, I am your host, Melissa Price. Happy to be here as always, Monday through Friday at two o'clock, uh, reminding you that there is a blessing in every lesson and how important your stories are. You know, the things we go through in life and love and faith, laughter, resilience, success, you know, anything, I, even our trials and tribulations, these are our lessons that we learn. And those are what become our legacies that we leave behind for the world to grow from. So I like to come here with you guys Monday through Friday and most often have a wonderful, wonderful face to bring and a fresh perspective to bring and a wonderful topic to bring. So uh, today I have for the second time a repeat on the show, my dear friend and actually my very close neighbor, uh, Jennifer Schultz. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so take a minute here and um, tell everybody who you are, all your roles and titles. Who are oh, you? Oh, gosh, I have like so many. I know, right? So many roles and titles. <laughs> my name is Jennifer. I am a mother to Mia Schultz. Um, I am a speech pathologist in both Charlotte, North Carolina and in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, I'm a CrossFitter. I am a fitness advocate. I, um, uh, well, I mean, this is like another topic off topic. I'm an ex-wife and I'm also a girlfriend. Like that's my those role. Are those I have, those I mean, it's a different dynamic. So those are right. two things that could probably be set off for another yes. <laughs> topic. We're going to have you back in season two. We're going to, we have some things to discuss for season two yes. for sure. <laughs> oh yes. And, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sister, a daughter, of course, all the, I'm a, I'm a cousin and niece. But uh, primarily, like a lot of my, a lot of the way that I do life has been ignited, and the, for me to p- create the best version of myself has been influenced by Mia, my daughter. So mm-hmm. it's that's my most important role, and it's the a role that I am very grateful for. And I love, I love seeing you guys. You are a very good mama. I always oh. see you guys out and about. And I think he's so cute too. And I, for you guys, you, you guys, anybody listening or watching, obviously our daughters aren't posted up on the screen, but we all have, both of us have a mishmash of uh, blonde hair, blue eyed little girls. And it's so fun to be like looking outside and seeing them all with their little locks flopping yeah. around in the in the yard and whatnot. They're all very, very I can't sweet. wait till it gets warmer because like we had like a really good fall where like Mia was like, oh, mm-hmm. Charlotte and Sophie are outside. I want to go see them. And she would go on over and lead me over. And then um, it got cold. And so Mia wants to go outside. And Brian, my ex, he is very, very involved and like a very good father. He will go outside with her in the cold. I'm like, no, we, we're going inside. <laughs> I'm too cold. That's, yeah. That's how Nate is. My husband, Nate, he's the same way. He's like, mm-mm. he's, he, if they want to go out and they need somebody to chaperone, he knows me. I'm like so anti-cold. I am heat all day long. I do not do the cold. Um, I will watch them from the window. You know, 
<laughs> I will not be on the front porch. I will watch you in the window from the warmth of the house. But uh, mm -hmm. in the summer, though, like I, I homeschool the kids. I have for since the beginning of time. My kids are uh, about to be eight and ten this year. Um, but one of the, one of the favorite parts about homeschooling was is the fact that I can take them outside when it's nice. We'll we'll take we'll move school to the park, or we'll go out on the picnic table in our front yard, or do it in the on the uh, the deck in the back, and we'll be able to like we'll do lunch, pack picnics, all that stuff. And that way, you don't feel so suffocated and distracted by wanting to go outside. That was my biggest, biggest, biggest. Ugh, in school. I was like a straight A student other than math and loved school, loved learning, was like a teacher's pet, all of that. Um, but I always felt sad. I like there was always this heaviness and sadness for me when I went to school because I was like always looking out the window. I'm such a nature girl, like hardcore nature girl. You know this, you know, I always wanted to be outside and I always wished like, why can't we do this outside on the playground? You know? Yeah. So I like the fact that I'm able to bring them out. It's it's, you know, kind of a dream come true for me. That you I'm, plan I'm, on um, homeschooling them through high school? Uh, actually, they were supposed to have their first run at school this year, but or in 2020. But COVID happened. The pandemic happened. And uh, we had planned to sign them up for fall 2020, like September or whatever. And uh, yeah, everything kind of took a turn and, or was it, was it in the fall? Yeah, it was in the fall. Yeah, um, I remember you telling well, me that they were gonna start, but I wasn't sure if like, that was just like, let's go ahead and give it a go since everybody else is virtual or like if that was your plan or- Well, I mean, we were, it was, it was supposed to be the full on experience, but then it, like Sophie wanted the full on experience. Charlotte was like, Ugh. you know, my oldest, she's a little bit more of an introvert. She like smaller groups, too many people. She freaks out kind of thing. Um, so the idea of walking into a school building full of all these strangers, she was not having that. But Sophie was definitely all on board for it. We were gearing up to try the in-person schooling this year. But since it happened the way it did, I thought, OK, well, let's try it virtually because that'll give Charlotte, my oldest, the, the opportunity to kind of like ease into it a little bit, meet some yeah. classmates, see what it's like to have teachers and not just mom and, you know, see what it's like to to do a full day of school like that. Um, but the virtual learning, uh, when we popped on, it was very new. There was nothing but lags and kinks and nine hours on the computer because of missing assignments and you know technology issues. It was, we spent more time crying than learning. And the fact that all the kids are doing are, are staring at a computer screen all day. I mean, even the pediatricians tell you like no more than an hour or two of screen time a day. And it's like, yeah. even their gym classes are virtual. So I don't know, we just, we weren't having it. It didn't feel right. I felt like I was raising screen zombies and, you know, so we pulled out, went back to what we were doing, which I feel is comparatively better fit for our family. Um, and when things do clear up again, depending on what stipulations are with vaccines and pandemic and COVID and what is happening, if and when things do clear up, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. They both want to go try it now because Charlotte had the experience online and she's like, oh, I loved my teachers and oh, those kids were cool. So she's like not afraid anymore. Um, so As it's just kind of waiting to yeah. see what happens, you know.
as the girls have gotten older and the content that you received from the state or however you receive your curriculums, have you been learning along the way? Because I feel like if I were to be a homeschool teacher, like I am not good at like the content of language arts, social studies, science. And I feel like even as young as second grade, I would have a very difficult time like trying to teach all of this stuff because I do speech pathology with kids and sometimes my older kids come in with homework and like I can incorporate speech goals doing whatever and I see their homework I'm like this is really hard stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they're teaching the kids differently. They're, They're different systems than what we learn like math. The way that they're teaching math is not the way I learned math. Also, the fact that uh, like Pluto was a planet when I was in school and then they took Pluto away, then they brought it back. And then I think they took it away again. Um, You know, there's like there's a lot of things that have changed in the way that that you're learning and you're learning like all of that as you teach. Definitely new systems. Definitely learning new systems. I have found some cool math tricks, which is my worst subject. So uh, YouTube University that does it for me. Um, But as far as curriculum goes, like I build half of it. And then, I mean, there are homeschool curriculum books online. I use Spectrum right now with my kids. Spectrum is is the line and they have 15 different workbooks you can do. And they all, they have test practice, they have the common core subjects and all that stuff in there. So um, this is actually the first year that I started using the workbooks like that. I had spent all the other time kind of building it myself and it just got to be too much because now like you said i'm like so that second grade stuff i'm like whoa that's second grade really why is this hard for me you know yeah Yeah. especially with charlotte in the math world like she's getting into like division and and the you know oh too much like ah i'm good with addition subtraction multiplication we start getting into fractions and story problems i'm like who wants to make some money out there tutoring, virtual tutoring, <laughs> neighbors, neighbor kids, like a 15 year old neighbor, you know, Luke, I was like, you yeah. want to teach Charlotte some math? Pay you 20 bucks a lesson, 30 oh minutes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. It's had its ups and downs, but I will tell you, there's a ton of freedom in homeschooling. There are at least a dozen different styles of homeschooling. Um, yeah. And you can just, you order when they get to, I think it's, I mean, every state has different um, requirements as far as when they have to start doing testing and all that stuff, but you don't have to submit anything to the state. They expect you to keep shot records and attendance log and all of their schoolwork and tests on file for at least a year ahead. So you should always have, it's like your taxes. You want to keep your taxes for however many years. It's like, you want to have, if I'm in 2020, I need to have all of 2019's stuff there. Because if they want, if somebody calls you, like it happens sometimes. You have like that crazy neighbor. Fortunately, we don't. We are surrounded by amazing neighbors. But there have been people like those crotchety old nasty neighbors where they see the kids running around outside and like they should be in school. And so they call social services and stuff like that. And then they come visit and then you say, I'm a homeschool parent. Well, why are your kids always out? Show us, blah, blah, blah. They will call you. You are accountable to the state. If it's like getting audited on your taxes, if somebody calls on you or, you know, you get randomly selected, which I don't even think is a thing. um, But in case it is, if by chance they want to call and check on you and make sure that you are by law schooling your kid, you have to have proof. 
So they need a paper trail. So you keep a oh. year worth of stuff with you. But there's definitely tons of resources. It is a lot of fun and um, definitely worth it. I I personally would be happy to homeschool the kids all the way through high school. Um, it's only so demanding of you to a certain point because they become independent learners and, and you can give them, these are your assignments, these are your texts, da, 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 da. You have a problem, you come to me. They get to a certain grade and they begin to work independently, you know? So it's like, it's a commitment but for only so long, just like when they when they fly the coop and they move out, you know, it's like, OK, yeah. I'm still here. I'm still your mom for any time. Anytime you you need me, I'm here. But like, in essence, now it's your responsibility. This is your life. You have to drive to work. You have to feed yourself and make your dinner. You have to shower. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just it's a it's a commitment, but only for a certain time. And, you know, I I feel like I'm able to teach them a lot more here than that they wouldn't particularly get in school. A lot of extra things here that they wouldn't be able to get in school, you know, real life interactions, you know, they, everybody has this hang up on homeschool parents and homeschool kids that like they're antisocial and they don't know how to socialize. It's like my kids have been interacting with adults, teenagers and kids nonstop every day of their life. Like, in and out of real life, my kids know how to take the credit card and go into the UPS and pay and ship packages out on their own. I mean, I park right by the curb and I know the owner and all that stuff. It's not like I'm just sending them into random places, but like they know how to do that at their age. So I'm like, to me, those are life skills. They don't teach you that right up in school, how to right. go and I cash out at the grocery store if something happens, if there is an emergency, this, that, 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 you know? So I don't know. It's definitely life situational it things, yeah. but it's, it's demanding. It's a little demanding, but once you find your flow, once you find the way like Mia's learning, uh, what is it? Learning style. Every, every kid has a different learning style, you know? Um, both mine are very visual. Sophie is very kinesthetic. She's very hands-on. She's got to be moving. She's got to do stuff. You know, there's a lot of people that are audio learners and visual learners and tactile. And so it's, you just got to figure out what works for you, what works for your kid, create the flow and the schedule, you know, and that's another thing with homeschooling. See, I can go on. I'm stealing the show. Oh, uh, I love hearing about it. I mean, schedule, I, you don't I have to do homeschool at the same hours of school. Homeschooling takes a third of the time as regular school. Like for Mia's age, two hours is what they yeah. recommend. And in like 20 minute blocks, an hour and a half to two hours at 15 minute, 20 minute blocks, you know, and it doesn't have to be during normal. You could do uh, an hour of school in the morning and an hour of school before dinner. Yeah. You know, as long as it's getting it in and it works for your flow and it works for her flow and it's getting done, you know, you got the proof. Everything's there. It doesn't matter. It's flexible. So, I'm off, you know. Yeah. There's so much more to it, though. Like there's a foundation that you and Nate have communicated about where like this is something that you've wanted to do for your kids. Like he's supportive of you staying home because very it is very common, more common than I would say. Now, I think your situation is very unique. The male and the female, the husband and the wife in the home have a combined income to support yeah. the family. Like, it's not like where it was where my mom stayed home all day with my sister and I. 
she when we were growing up until we went to school and even when we went to school my mom was able to stay home and like take care of the house make dinner for us we were able to sit down as a family together like that's just what happened and my mom then got a job I think like when I was able to come home and let myself in the house so I would say like what late middle school right but yeah, to try to stay at home now and to like have a mortgage pay bills, car payment, all the stuff that you have to do, like you need to income some of the time, like your situation I think is very unique and very awesome. And you're still like, you're following what it is that your energy is like, like what your internal desire is and you're communicating that to your significant other, you're following through what you desire with your kids it's all manifested and like built up and like the wonderfulness that is you so i think that there's a lot to be said about that and i think that's all that you i'm glad you see it that way and it looks all pretty like that on the outside (laughs) well you're you're not just falling to like what society is telling you to do like why are those kids not in school like no i'm homeschooling my kids that's what i want to do and i think that there are women who are like, I I admire women like that. I have very much have just done things in my life to like go with the flows of society and do what other people expect of me. So like, I think that's fabulous. I just, you know, I wanted, I wanted to be able to teach them things they don't teach in school and also to have them have the freedom and the ability to step out and take a break and stretch their legs and be kids when they want to and to connect with nature. That's a big part of it for me. You know, I take my kids on hikes and instead of learning about the different types of leaves and nuts and mushrooms we can find in the forest out of a book, let me go show you. You know what I mean? Like, let's collect some. Let's do this. Let's take them home. Let's press them. Look at make art with this. We can do a hundred different things with one hike in the in the mountains. You know what I'm saying? And it's 45 minutes of a drive. It's an adventure. It's physical activity, your science lesson, your art lesson, all that stuff one day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I just, I want to teach them about being an entrepreneur because like, look at what just happened with pandemic. It's a great time for somebody like me who's been doing it for a couple of years, although it's not bringing me a ton of money and making me rich or anything like that because I'm broke as a joke. Uh, But I'm telling you to be able to have the knowledge and the ability to build the websites, do the videos, write the books, do the things, put that out there. My kids have these amazing products that they make. And it's like, why not take your sewing lessons with grandma every week and make you some money for your little savings accounts? You know what I'm saying? They have their own store and I've taught them that. So like, I feel that they know this now. If something like this happens, whether they, let's say, have an accident and they break their leg and they can't drive to work for eight months. That happened to me a few years ago. Uh, You know, like, uh, what are you going to do for the next eight months? Well, hey, well, mom taught me how to do this. I can make this and what do I have here? What can I make happen? I want them to know that there's always a way outside of just going to work for the man and clocking in. You know, you can do this on your own. Not that they have to choose that, but I want them to have an option. They don't teach that in school until you go to college. You know, and maybe they don't even in college. I don't know if there's a college course for entrepreneurialism. I know there's business classes and stuff like that, but um, I didn't go to college. I went to beauty school and real estate school. (laughs) But uh, I wanted to be able to teach them things that they don't teach in school. I feel like the lessons that they need to learn academically, again, I mean, and this is written in many books I did research on, are 
can can be condensed into a couple hours in a day and spaced out however is comfortable. We'll do math and then take an hour off and then we'll do reading and take an hour off. I mean, whatever works for them, you know, you have to match your flow with the kids flow and your schedule. And um, but I just feel like it gives them more room to grow and explore and find out who they are. What do I want to do? What do I want to be when I grow up? You know, do I want to be a writer? Do I want to be a chef? We do cooking classes. We do cooking classes. I'm teaching them cooking at seven and nine years old. You know, both my kids can cook their own breakfast. I don't ever let them do it unsupervised, of course, but I've ordered cooking lessons and things like that for them. Um, do I want to be a chef? Do I want to be a gymnast? Do I want to be this? Do I want to be a nature explorer? What You know, I, I feel the more time they have to just be them, the further along they're uh, they're going to be, and and the greater they're going to affect the world. I want them to be able to follow their dreams, you know. And I didn't really understand what my dreams were until way too late, in my opinion. We were kind of talking about this earlier. Uh, yeah. I'm like, geez, I'm 36. Had I known this when I was 16, wow. You know, I want them to have all the options and feel confident in their own skin and courageous to follow their dreams and be the light they were meant to be. The earlier, the better, I say for that. I love those words. I love that explanation. <laughs> so <clears throat> speaking of following dreams here and our children, because we've spent a lot of time, I've spent a lot of time, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> talking a lot about the kids and our love for them and following our dreams here. You have a special dream that you didn't mention in your roles and titles, which you right. should be listing yourself as an author already. Uh, and I, so, so you yeah. are also an author in the works. Well, you are an author because the book's written. We about to be written. Tell us about your special project. So I have written a children's book and the children's book is called Monty. Um, I am, a, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a speech pathologist and, um, I've been doing it for eight years and I've been at the clinic that I've been working at for, oh gosh, is it coming up on, it's coming up on four years. Mm. Oh my gosh. It's coming up on four years. It's so fast. And I've seen <laughs> a lot of the same kids in those four years, the kids that are consistent. And I was getting to a point at probably like year two at this clinic, I was like, I'm doing the same thing over and over. I'm not stimulated. I'm not motivated. And I love children's books. I absolutely like the classics, like The Giving Tree or like The oh, Red Pigeon. Yes. yes, I have that on my shelf. I swear to God, that book makes me cry every time. I, I love that. I love, I just like, it's there's just one of my favorites. You can literally just like go into a world. There's an opportunity for kids to ask questions and think about what it is that they're like, like they, the things that are on their mind, they can, or things that are not on their mind. It's exposed like through reading. And I'm just a very big believer in, in what a book can do. And so mm -hmm. I, it's just something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to write a children's book. And one of my favorite books is I Know a Rhino by Charles Fuge. And I, I like my sister held me accountable. My sister, Julianne, she was, I told her about my dream of writing a children's book ahead at the ten, end of 2019. She's like, all right, 2019, Christmas, 2019, you're going to have it done. I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to have it done as I need to be held accountable. So right. 
I'm going to give you $500 if the book is not written by to the end of 2019. And so I got a firelit under my bottom and I just like, I went at it. I was like, okay, this is something I've always wanted to do. This is what I'm going to do. And I finished it. And then in January of 2020, I emailed my favorite illustrator and I was like, Hey, I have a book. Is it something that you're interested in doing? I have this amount of money to like give you for you to bring it to life. And he was like, and I told him it's about a manatee named Monty who goes around and he makes fun of all of his sea creature friends. And then he takes some time to reflect about his actions due to somebody else, like making him reflect, like making him realize like his actions weren't so kind. And he goes around, he's held accountable. And he, he doesn't just say, I'm sorry. He apologizes and verbalizes. What, like when kids say, I'm sorry, like sometimes they just say, I'm sorry to like get it over with, but you that's need to say why you're sorry. And so that's what Monty does in this story. And um, owns up. we call that owning up. Owning up. Yeah. Up. Yeah. I, it's I, very I, hard to own get up. in trouble. That's what it I tell is. them. I'm like, it's don't just say, like, say sorry to your sister for beating her on the head with the Barbie doll. And it'll be the, I'm sorry. I'm like, for what? I'm sorry for hitting you on the head with the doll. It carries so much more weight. There's a difference it's between right. apologizing yeah. and saying, I'm sorry. And the so thing I is that, that it carries. Right. And it carries over into adulthood. Like, what are you sorry for? And like, through things that I've experienced, I've had like, sometimes like the I'm sorry is, is sometimes good enough. Like, I really, I don't want to defend myself. Like, I am sorry for my actions. Like, you deserve an apology. I am sorry for doing this, but I did it because like, no, like, I'm right. sorry no for what I did. Yes, no so, buts. When Charles was like, when I told him, I was like, hey, it's a it's a book about a manatee. He's like, I love manatees. He's like, I'll read it. If I like it, I'll send it to my agent um, and we'll go from there. Well, a couple, not even a couple weeks later, like days later, he emailed me back and he said, I really liked the book. I gave it to my agent and we're going to see what she says. The agent didn't like it. How so excited <laughs> were you? I was, I was like, oh, my heart was beating really fast. I was like, my palms were shutting out. I was, I was like looking at my computer screen. I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. Like, my yes. Am I reading this right? Am I really reading this right? Yes. So <laughs> then he, um, the, he said that he gave it to his, I was like, oh my gosh, this famous illustrator that I love so much gave this book to his agent. His agent came back and he told me, he's like, eh, it's a little too long and the words are a little too big. So I said, give me till I, at this point we were like corresponding. I told you I emailed him in January. It may have been a little bit after because I feel like it was like the summertime where I was like, give me till like June the 1st and I'll have it edited. And like, in the meantime, if you are okay with taking on this book, like providing illustrations for me, then I will pay you. And, um, he showed me like how the process works, like how you do a storyboard first and how after the storyboard, he does the drafts. And then we decided which ones were going to get colors. And I was just so fascinated with the whole experience. And this man is in Great Britain. And yes. golly, this technology is what we have these days. Like, I know. He has been able, yeah. And what he's been able to create for me, I just like, it, sp it speaks to my heart. And so like when I was telling you about this whole process of me becoming a hopefully a published a published author not like down the road. Not no no not, no when no, it happens don't, don't take that hopefully take the hopefully out. Okay, when when I become a published author yes. speak it when speak I it. Own it. a published author. When I become a published author, 
There it is. I, I, you know what? I, I, I don't even know what I was gonna say. <laughs> I just like trying to like invest. No, in this I, title. I'm sorry. I'm good for that. I'm no, good for okay. sidetracking. No, I. But, um, it's just like oh, we were talking about how substituting the pictures like all these different avenues right. that you could take like it doesn't need to be this expensive to get him to finish the book I was like Mel I get it like I know that there are other options but like I have different visions for this book like it's not just for me to like own a living like that's not my intention behind it and I want some publishing company I want like even if I have to do it myself I want like people to believe in my vision and my statement and like in addition to Monty I have brainstorms for other books and other characters and I always want them to be like an unpopular character like I'm starting something else about self-esteem and a hyena in um in in the I safari and I'm like and like like and I want to take these big ideas self-esteem apologizing caring about what other people think I don't know like other big ideas and incorporating an animal making a rhyming book and providing like reflection and like less like you could use them in lesson plans for your kids and teachers can use them and there's just a lot more that I want to do than just be a published author with the book when it when right. it, when it gets published you have, dream to, you have a dream to make a difference you have a dream to inspire and impact and kind of shape and mold a new generation that's that's what a real author is and so you are one and uh, I have to, have you ever read the book? Here's one of my favorite. I like the fact that you you uh, start with like the unpopular character situation. One of my favorite books, uh, which actually I read to the kids probably when they were three or four years old and then it took a bad turn. So I had to hide the book for a little while and bring it back out when they were a little more mature. But uh, Alexander and the No Good, Very Bad Day, I do know that book. I don't have that one for me. You don't I, have I, rem it? I remember uh, Alexander the No Good, Very Bad Day. Like there's. And I'm book. moving to Australia. Yes. 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 I love that. I'm book. gonna take you with me to the kitchen just for a moment because I have to just shut off my oven real quick. Oh, so. you're good. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, so yeah, I love that book. And actually, it was funny because I was I I just happened to because we love the book so much. I love reading it because. Um, most kids and even grownups can relate to that book. I think it's a funny, fun book for grownups to even read too. But yes. uh, I went and looked on Amazon. I was looking up the author to see if there was any other ones. And there's a whole, like, there's like five or six books of Alexander and his trials and tribulations. And that's how it is with Alia. And I think that's like the selling point for big publishing companies. Like what other visions are there? Like Llama Llama Red Pajama has like yes. eight different versions of it. Yeah. Like that was the big one. And then it was like, Llama Llama and the bully go Llama Llama goes to grandma and grandpa's Llama Llama yeah. and like Llama drama, Llama Llama Christmas drama. Or llama something. Llama like Llama. <laughs> so many, but, and I, and I, I think like if this is again, you have to listen to what it is your insides are telling you, what your heart is telling you, what you want to do. Yeah. Like if, when I get the opportunity to talk to some bigger names out there, like publishing companies, if it doesn't feel right, I don't mind going down the route of like doing this myself. I, I like, I don't care if I'm 45 years old and this comes to life. Like I, There's I love no the momentum rush. that it's getting. I love the momentum that it's getting. And I appreciate like, uh, this is live. Like everybody, Mel has done so much for me, that Facebook page. Like, I don't know how to work Facebook. I gave it up for Lent about five or six years ago. And like, I haven't gone back to it. Like I, I, that's a lie. I did go back on it for a reason. I think it was Mina, something like, 
You've been like, share you you share Mia's pictures and things like that. Your Brian shared. Yeah. Brian has shared it on Facebook. I okay. I have not shared. I've shared on Instagram. So like Instagram is just like it's an easier tool to like upload, and Facebook just overwhelms me. And I got back on, and See, I I'm opposite. Like, I am overwhelmed. Instagram overwhelms oh. the crap out of me. I don't, ah, maybe you and I need to have, like, let's let the kids play. You can teach me Instagram and yeah, I will teach you. Like, Facebook. I need you to teach me Facebook <laughs> after everything that you've done for that Monty page. I'm like, how in the world did she do all of this? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, ridiculously amazing. I, I don't even know how it works, but all of the stuff that's uploaded from Mia, Brian has been wonderful about like sharing that with our friends and family, but I just don't know how to do it. Like I gave it up and I like, I went back on it under like Miata Schultz is like my secret pseudo name. And I went back on, I think it had to be something for CrossFit. No, no. You know what it was for? Four years ago, I was getting a job interview with the clinic that I'm currently at. And my boss, my current boss, Diane, she said, you like, have hey, to, we couldn't like, what was it? She wanted to like, have a face-to-face -face conversation. And so we did it on, we did it on Facebook Live or not Facebook Live, we did it on Facebook. Cause at right, that right. time, four years ago, I think this is, she doesn't have an iPhone, so we couldn't do FaceTime. So we did a face-to-face -face interview through Facebook. Right. That's why I got it. Okay, now it's coming back to me. But then like, like you'll send me stuff all the time. And I'm like, no, like I, I'll, I'll like land like the dear stuff and you'll tag me in about like, I find like that I go down wormholes or like things like I, I click on get lost. Things, I get lost in it. It's just, it's intense. And I, and I need some time because it's a fabulous tool and it's a great way for people to stay in touch. Like it just overwhelms me. And I've been abiding by like this motto by like, um, distance, distance from things, avoidance breeds fear. That's right. <laughs> distance That's right. breeds fear and close That's proximity. True breeds growth and i need to like just come to terms with facebook and love on it and be like this there's a positive light in this well like you know if you don't just don't oversaturate in it you know you don't have yeah. to use every tool facebook provides you know for what you need to use on your page it's what i can i can show you and teach you this is what you need to do in 15 minutes you want to make this grow do this this and this this many times a week Boom. I will show you in three steps. Yeah, like we need to have a, <laughs> You don't need, need to have, to have an entire Facebook tutorial. You don't need, yeah. you want to use it for what benefits you and serves you. Not, you don't need to know right. all of Facebook. Well, you know? back in the day when I gave for lunch, it was not benefiting me or serving me. And like, if my New York friends are watching this, like I, the big, like I was just jealous of my New York friends. They were all having a good time with one another. And I was like, you know what? And I was using Facebook. Instagram wasn't out yet. I was using Facebook <laughs> as like, I, I would just go down the rabbit hole of like comparisons. And I was just like, they're yeah. just having so much fun without me and I miss them. And I'm down here, I was in Duncan, South Carolina at the time and I, was, I wasn't I was miserable. I think I, I don't think I found CrossFit yet or I was working at Starbucks being a teacher and I was just like, I was like, you know what? This isn't doing me any good. I'm going to delete my account and give it up for Lent. And that's what I did. And like, now I just don't have the desire to go back on until like I've been working with now. you and- now, now it's like it's so powerful and even it's so, a like, tool I, it's it a, a tool to help your dream come alive you know for sure so and speaking yeah. of the monty facebook page you all like and follow monty on facebook it's posted right there on the screen m-o-n-t-e 
That's how you spell it, M-O-N-T-E. Check him out on Facebook and please give Jennifer some love and support, like, follow. We're going to be documenting this whole process of her uh, bringing this book into life. And she's going to be doing live readings and sharing and eh, it's going to be wonderful. So so a seed in her journey. And um, literally, uh, I think it was like two o'clock this afternoon, I got an alert on my phone that Mr. Monty has reached over 100 followers on his Facebook page. Ha! So Monty's got love already popping up in here. So please help him grow, help him bring, bring Monty to life because it's a very, very, very positive message, not just for kids, but also for adults. I'm also a big advocate of children's books, but I especially like the children's books that are good for adults too. You know, so uh, you are going to grace us with some reading. Yeah. You're going to share the book with us today. This is a very special episode. We're going to actually get to hear Monty's story. And if you happen to and if you don't if you don't have them, it's okay. I can post pictures or whatever later. But if you happen to have the illustrations handy, you can show off some of the artwork, too. Uh, yes, I will. I'll read the book, and I, there, it's not like an actual book, right? It's, no, it's no, like I, I printed it off, so, and then the actual illustrations. I mean, you did post them on the page, and those are the same ones that I'm going to show you today. But I just right. have the words to to go along with them. Yes, and I'm so excited because right. this is my first time hearing the book too. Yeah, so I have it. I've got it going right here. Like and follow Monty on Facebook. It's right on the screen there. And if Make you sure want you to, like up. with your live feed, if people like want to like come back to this and be like, when, I want to see like when Jen read that book. It's at minute 37 we're, we're doing this. Yes, so, 37, so 37 is minutes is, being is when the book starts. Yes. All right, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm my, super excited. My Woo! power animation and like spunkiness to read this to you. Okay, here's All the right. title. Monty. Monty. I there love it. By Jennifer Miata Schultz and Yay. Charles Fuge. Yay. Here we go. Down in the depths of the deep ocean blue lived all kinds of animals with fun things to do. Hmm. Among all the friends, fish and sea creatures lived Monty, a manatee who had many nice features. It's mirrored in here. so it's I know to... it's so hard to get the side to side, right? It's totally opposite from what you want to do. I know. <laughs> I'm still getting used to it 45 yeah. episodes later. <laughs> Monty was cute. He was honest and funny. However, his mouth was unfriendly and rowdy. Oh, wrong one. Oh, wait. No, that's right. Oh, I love that one. I love, love, love that illustration. I do, too. He didn't hold back. Do This one, this one's my favorite. Yeah, yeah this one with him. Um, one my favorite. Yes, this is my favorite one. Uh, Charles came up with that idea. I thought it was so cute. Um, he didn't hold back when speaking his mind. His habit for gossip was rude and unkind. Mm-mm. Bad Monty. Mm-mm. One bright sunny morning while Monty was swimming, he stopped by the dolphins as they practiced their flipping. They were twisting and diving and doing routines, but poor Dolly was struggling at the start and and all in between. Mm. 
Monty giggled and laughed, then darted away. He couldn't hold in what he wanted to say. He soon found a group to tell about Dolly. Have you seen all her flips? They're ungraceful and sloppy. Then came some seahorses who were racing along. The smallest was Seymour and he craved to belong. He was not lightning fast like the rest of the herd. Monty saw him and yelled, you're so slow, it's absurd. Behind him swam Tammy. She was so enthusiastic. Her smile was huge over something fantastic. The shell she was wearing was one she designed. It had sparkles and jewels and zigzaggy lines. <gasps> Monty yelled a big yell. The turtles stopped in their play. That shell is so ugly, it should be thrown away. Oh. Monty continued to talk and gossip and chatter till Tyson the turtle yelled, hey, what in the world is the matter? <laughs> you say these mean things that are harsh and untrue. It seems like you're angry and unhappy and unhappy with you. I love this. Monty stood still, wide-eyed and in shock. He took time to sit and think by the rocks. These animals worked hard and he made them feel bad. Am I jealous, unhappy, upset, super mad? Okay, so like this whole time, like if this was published, the book would be going like this, right? Right. No. Okay. But then, but then there's this part. Like, so then you open the book and then it's a vertical page of when he's doing some self-reflection. So it's like right here. Monty gazed in the mirror and promised his heart to be more positive right from the start. He would speak with more kindness. He didn't have to be mean. He took a deep breath and headed off to the scene. Swimming with courage and the words in his mind, he went to the dolphins and pulled Dolly aside. I'm sorry for making fun of you. That wasn't kind of me. I know you're working hard and soon you will be the very best flipper in the sea. Mm. Behind him was Seymour racing hard on the track. Monty slowly swam over and gave him a tap on the back. Seymour, I'm sorry, my words were really uncool. I'll be more encouraging and not act like a fool. He's so cute. I like Seymour. I love Seymour too. He's so cute. I know. <laughs> Last but not least, Monty went looking for Tammy. Her head was hanging low, so Monty nudged her ever so softly. I didn't think before speaking, Monty stated out loud. You have a great vision and you should be proud. Mm. I'm sorry for my words. It's not okay to tease. I must think before speaking. Will you forgive me, please? I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Monty's bad attitude. Thank you. Monty's bad attitude was no excuse to be salty. Negativity can't win. It's ugly and faulty. Uh -huh. Lift others with your words because you will find it comes back around when you're brave and when you're kind. Oh, I love it. Not the last page.
The end. That is such a powerful book. I love that. I literally have goosebumps right now. I'm not even kidding. I'm like, that is definitely the kid's book that I like to read. I will read that over and over and over and over again. There's just opportunities for reflection and like for the kids, like, oh, if like, like even practicing, like, hey, what's on your mind when you see this and it's something that's like, ugly or like something that they don't like well okay how can we like put that in our brain maybe you could talk about it in a safe place but like what's what can we say instead of that like people we are all human we all have feelings we all have emotions and like sometimes the things that you say not that they're unforgivable but like they can leave really significant impressions on your heart and like bullying in schools oh my gosh like i know i have like huge Mm-hmm. is so huge I and I just have a vision to like I, I want to I want it to end I want it to stop I want like kids to learn what a filter is and okay yeah. you want to say this you want to say something mean but how about we stop take a breath and figure out something else to say like if a kid comes in with these like wonky glasses and like all oh, four eyes or like why don't you okay take a breath maybe you like the color of their glasses yeah so like right. maybe like oh you have new green glasses. You don't need to like start making fun of them. Like it's just little opportunities like that, that I want to like incorporate and spread the word. But like that's the whole action of being held accountable for your actions. Somebody, you know, Monty's making fun of these sea animals and like Tyson sticks up for his friend, Tammy, all that alliteration, Tammy, the sea turtle. Tammy. The I know. Turtle, I love it. I'm huge on alliteration. That's <laughs> The more of the same letter we can put in a row, the better. I don't know. It's a thing for me. I go and then, yeah, like being held, yeah, and being held accountable for your actions. And like, still, as an adult, like I need to be like. There are times where there are situations where I need, like, you all of us need to be sorry, or like, if we've hurt somebody, what can we say? What kind of conversations can we have? What kind of reflection can we do? Is our tone really harsh and inappropriate how can we move forward like what like apologies just go a long way when they come from the heart and that's what i tried to portray in monty (laughs) i think you did a brilliant job with it honestly i think think brilliant and again this is these are my favorite kinds of children's books is the ones that are not just for kids but like any adult would benefit from reading that and enjoy reading that um and i you know i'm gonna piggyback on that with, with the whole thing of like, uh, I love that it brings the message of, it's not just saying sorry. You have to like do the sorry, be the sorry. And that's apologizing. It's not just, I'm sorry because you, you know, uh, I, I'll i even put it out there with my husband, okay? Sometimes I can be not that nice. And sometimes, <laughs> he, can, he, sometimes he can screw up too. And, you know, there's a difference when I go to him and I have literally, you know, trying to keep this as kid friendly as I can. But, you know, I've screwed up a bit. Uh, go to him and be like, I'm sorry. Watch how fast I get forgiven on that one. You know, but when I go up and say, I'm really sorry for doing X, Y, Z. I didn't mean to. You know, I love you. I, I was out of my mind. Whatever. Like, you have to explain why you have to validate that person by explaining and and so they know it gives that other person closure that it's not an empty sorry you know you have to say i'm sorry for xyz and i feel like it builds that person up and i think it 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 
it it makes forgiveness happen. It brings forgiveness it, into the picture. It breeds kindness. It mm -hmm. promotes like conversation. And just like I said before, I know I'm repeating myself, distance, avoidance breeds right. fear and close proximity breeds growth. Like right. I think it is so important that when you do apologize or you're going through the action of apologizing for your actions, like if you're having a conversation with someone, tones are gonna get like, misconstrued yeah. people are I'm a very loud person I'm very Me loud too. and energetic and like that comes off sometimes like when I'm getting defensive when Brian and I were like to this day when Brian and I are talking about Mia's like she's in daycare we're going through some transitions with it and like I have a tendency to interrupt him Me too. and like <laughs> I want to say what's on my mind and then like I have several times since I realized what he like helped me realize what I Adam my boyfriend has also shown me that like I have a tendency to just get like so mad and like I just close off and we have to be able to have conversations and then we have to apologize for what it is that hurt the other person and sometimes yeah you're gonna go through a defense mode and I did this because well like let's just go back and what you did may have hurt that other person and like now how can we now can how, how can we move on and how can we be empathetic in the future right Right. Yeah. That needs to be at the forefront of every messy conversation there. And I'm right there with you. You and like, it's so funny because we're neighbors, we've known each other for years, but like, I've never seen those sides of you. So I don't know they exist. You I, I, my parents about parents me, but I'm going to tell you what, you oh, sound gosh. exactly the way I am. I interrupt. I, I got to get it out there. I get very loud. The more I want to, ah, you know, stop. Yeah. My parents will have will have a thing or two to say. Like growing up, I think I just like kept things in, and I just wanted to be like the perfect daughter and make them really proud. And it was very hard for me to have uncomfortable conversations about my feelings. And I just wanted to be like, no, I'm happy all the time. And so I think also with being like a happy person, you go really like you're you're in this high, and then when you're low, you're really low, and people get worried about you, and they have great intentions. And my dad, oh my gosh, I remember like track meets, I would run and I hated running. I hate, I would have to run the 400 meter, which is one lap around the track and it's an all out sprint. And That's I would just I go and I would too. curl up in a ball. Oh my God. I and I hated it ball. also. I I'm not it. kidding. I would curl up in a ball and he would come over to me and he was the most doting father and just like, he loved his little girls. And I'd be like, get away from me. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm, and then like, I would, I don't think I would apologize. Like he should like, he's the definition of like showing me forgiveness and love. Like, right. I don't even think I ever said, I'm sorry for yelling at you. I would just, right. I just went to him and I like wanted a hug. And it was like, you know, very well known through our pragmatic, our pragmatics that I was like, sorry, but oh my gosh, I just, and there were many times that my parents to this day, they call me bipolar. And to, to an extent, yes, I'm very, very happy. And then I'm just very, very, I, I get like, I get low. So. It's so funny to me, everything you're saying about yourself, you're like, I'm ping, 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 <laughs> I'm medicated for that one. Yes, people refer to me that way. Yes, everything you're saying about you, I swear to God, I also used to run the 400 meter. I hated running. I didn't take up running again until after I had children in an effort to lose some baby weight. I did get a half marathon or two under my belt, which oh, wow. still Lord. blows my mind to this day. Like, how did you run for that long when you never really liked it? You know? Good for <laughs> you. Really funny. We have an extremely weird amount of similarities growing up and to date how we are. I and I never knew that. Part. I never knew this stuff about you. I know, right? So, 
and I mean, we need to the, share the, more. I say, yeah, you're from Michigan. I'm from New York. Like we're, right, the we're, same, northern, we're the northern same girls. Yes, house. you know yeah. it. It is funny. Like, and I know we like you have your family. I have mine, and like we're just so always busy doing stuff. It's nice to have an opportunity to catch up with somebody or to, like have those, you know, really? reflect about some experiences. Yeah. And I, I will touch on one more thing that you brought up that I thought was like super important is the whole idea of positive speak. Uh, I'm a wordsmith. I love writing and I, I like listening and conversing with people as well. But the whole positive speak thing, you've I'm sure you know in your life some Debbie Downers, negative Nancys, eh, people like that, that just it's. You could you even if if you have a traumatic situation going on or something difficult going on, it's the person that's always going to focus on the negative thing instead of the possibility of the solution. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there's always I like that this book gives an opportunity and that you had brought up that there's always a better way to say something. You know, you could say this or you could pause, practice the pause. You know, oh, I like that. That alliteration. Practice the pause. Practice the pause. Sometimes all it takes is a breath, right? Oh, uh, what's the other better word? What's the other better word? Okay. And then nobody gets hurt in the situation. You know, I think it's really, really key. And it's another reason. Like, this is stuff that I can coach my kids in in my time at home, even schooling them. That's my dream I'm following, following right now. And with you and you're following your book dream. I did the book dream too. It's just, uh, practicing that positive speech that, that positive you have to make to yourself. Like, I don't mean to go off topic. I know that we're coming up on it. No, hour, but like, <laughs> I had an experience this morning. So I went to my gym, I worked out and, um, I did this set with Adam. I had to do three sets of 10 front squats at 78% of my one rep max. Now for all of you non weightlifters, that's just a lot of weight on a barbell and I have to hold it in this position. And like- And tell everybody how much weight you lift, please. I, because oh, you guys, you won't know so, looking I, at I her. A lot of weight. No, you I, don't I, know. <laughs> you don't know looking at this girl over here. She is beyond ripped. <laughs> no. But like, no summer, I don't she talk lifts about weights the size of my freaking car in her driveway. I don't know. My kids will sit on the picnic table out front and watch her. She lifts enormous no. amounts of weight no. that my husband would cry looking at. No. Like I'm not I listen, kidding. first off, like it's compassion, it's a love, it's something that I like, I am a big advocate for. I can't talk about like how much weight I lift because there's so many different lifts, but this is the whole point of positive self-talk. So this morning, just this morning, I had to lift a lot of weight. I had to do one set every two minutes for 10 seconds. And it's three very heavy front squats. The first four Ooh. that I did, I would approach the barbell. I was like, I don't want to freaking do this. I don't want to do this. I was so negative. And I'm telling you, set number five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. It sounds so cheesy, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like the power of positive self-talk, I was like, all right, let's go. Like I just said that as soon as I picked up the barbell, I picked it. it up and it felt, it didn't feel, feel light. It felt manageable and that I could do it. But the yeah. first four sets felt like the, the, what did I, the weight that I had on there, it felt like a freaking house. And then like the last six sets, they felt like a half a house. <laughs> well, they but, say they yeah they say that speak i mean you can't you can't everything starts with a thought and then when you speak something it manifests you know so everything nothing can come into being without a thought even creation god thought god thought to create if you're christian or you follow that you know 
everything is created and brought about. Every action comes with a thought first. So if your thought going into that is, I don't want to do this, and you're saying that and feeling that and embodying that, that's what's going to happen. You know, they say surround yourself by people and that with, by that which you want to attract. It's truth. You, what you put out there is what you get back even for yourself. I get that because I wake up and my barbell lifting, my weights are sometimes schooling the kids yeah. or going grocery shopping, going to the Harris Teeter grocery store on the weekends. I'm like, I, it's my worst thing in the world. It's like scrubbing the, the showers. I hate the showers and I hate going grocery shopping. I used to love grocery shopping, but since pandemic, it's now, it gives me anxiety. I hate it. I can't stand it. But it's like, if I go into it with that mindset, it like literally will give me a panic attack. If I go in there and I'm like, I'm going to play some really dirty, nasty rap music or something and just like get my way stuff I don't even ever listen to like that, you know, but I'm like, I'm going to do something to make the trip a little bit more enjoyable for myself. And like, you know, I've tried to find ways to get around that. It's like positive speak, positive action as well. You know, because if you speak that, you got to have the thought towards positivity first. Right. And like because the said, negative thoughts happen. They happen. The negative thoughts happen. They yes. happen a lot. And so like when they start to happen, a lot of the time I could be like 10, 15 minutes into a negative thought. And I don't know how to, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this for 15 minutes. You've got to be kidding me. And I have like I, I, you know, read some books, I've done therapy, I like know my triggers, and I know how to like get out of it now a little bit better. There's still some times, you know, where I fall off the horse, you always get back on fall, human. Step, fall down, <laughs> six times, stand up seven. Um, exactly. It's like with you with the grocery store, the anxiety sometimes like will overpower you put in earplugs to drain out those negative thoughts, to, like play something that gives you an intentional motion. Heck, yes. Right. Yeah. Like, that's why us, yeah. when we work out, like when we work out, we don't work out in silence. We pump up the music because exactly. like it just gives you a distraction. And I'm just like yeah. the, I'm a very, very, very big believer, even through all of the different, different times that I've gone through in my life and the different events, like positive self-talk does a lot. And affirmations, like, you know, and and for, for me, they have to be like short, like this morning it was like, let's go. Or like there was another one, like, I got this, like intentional, let's go. And it's, um, I just couldn't believe the feeling right. of it. The like difference. How, the difference in the ability to do work, to get stuff done, to accomplish the goal. Right. Yeah. And so again, this is, this is a huge part. I think a huge gift of what your book is going to be to everyone. And it already is everybody who's going to be listening and catching the replays and tuning in. Um, Monty is all about learning the importance of positive speak, the importance of apologizing. Um, and anybody who, who happens to be a scripture follower out there, I'll throw this out there too. They do say in scripture that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So it is super important. You can build someone up or you can break them down. You can give yourself love, build yourself up, or you can break yourself down. Everything starts with a thought. And what comes out next is your words. What are you going to do with them? Monty is a perfect lesson of what you should do with them. 
So as we are wrapping it up here, I will remind everybody, it has been scrolling along the bottom of the screen, the whole episode, but I'll put it up there on the big banner. Uh, oh, wrong one. There we go. Um, you guys want to find Monty on Facebook. He is about to be coming alive, you know, help him come alive. Help you guys. You guys are going to catch these videos on Monty's Facebook page. You're going to get to see different kids being read to the story and their reactions. You're going to hear the process of what it's like to write and illustrate and do the book. So check out Monty, give a like, a love, a follow, a share, a word of encouragement to Jennifer, this author. She's this is her first book. She's wanted to do this forever. I, I just wrote my first book with my mother actually last year. And I'm again, 36 years old. And when I was 12 years old, it was my dream. Uh, and I could have given up on it. Oh, she's got it. Yay. She's got her book. And I'll be is having your- This is your mom? Yeah. Yes, that's my mom. mom? Yes. <laughs> yep, that's my mom in Detroit. I know she's smaller than me even. She's tiny. I Everybody like, usually thinks we're sisters when we're together. I have like a read. favorite in here. I don't, I guess I forgot to put like a bookmark on it. It was, um, that's all right. You talked about but, like laughing. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is great. This is a great, great book for like talking about words of affirmation, talking about love, how to lift people up. Thank you. It's great. I love and, it. And yeah, it's the importance of following your dreams though. I'll tell you what, man, it was my dream when I was 12 years old to become a published author. And when I got through high school and I was like, Oh, uh, well, I went through all this and, uh, you know, like I wanted to go and be a writer and a journalist and like stuff in college. And uh, my my dad and stepmother at that point told me that, that I would never make money being a writer and to not go to school for that. And I said there was absolutely nothing else I would go to college for other than words and writing. And so I went to beauty school because I love hair and fashion and makeup. And then I went to real estate school because uh, I was looking for more money and then the economy took a shit. And unfortunately, it did not work. We went we went to war. I think we went to war when I, got, I was in. Uh, we went to we started messing with Iraq and stuff back then. <laughs> and like the economy in Michigan took a complete nosedive. So real estate was kaputs. It was wasted money. But uh, the point is, I never stopped on my dream. 25 years later, I finally published this book, all of those years of writing and dreaming and disregarding the negative speak that was given to me and flooding myself with the positive speak, surrounding myself with people who told me I could do it. People who heard my dream and said, oh, I can help you there. Oh, you can go there and do this. You can, and, and it happened. It literally happened. We, we wrote this book in four months. And there, that's amazing. And, and it took me 25 years, but I followed the dream. I didn't give up. And because of that book, I have you here and you have a platform and so many other people have had a platform. The show is now out there and it's just don't stop following your dreams. Don't stop. It doesn't matter how long they take to come to fruition. As long as you keep following your heart, that desire was placed there for a reason. That is the spirit. That is you. And the world needs it, is what I say. So it's so important. Follow, follow, follow the dreams. And also follow Monty. Very good word. Uh, <laughs> do you want to uh, leave everybody with any final words, wishes, anything like that before we wrap it up? 
Um, there is a donation on Monty. We know how I feel about the donation. I'm not like a hundred percent like comfortable with it right now. And so that's like, why I, I didn't mention it because we didn't even talk more about it. Well, because it, well, it's on the page, and I don't want people to be like, oh, I'll give her some money. So like the the illustrations are what that money is for. However, mm -hmm. I like I would appreciate more of like the word getting out about Monty more than a donation. I rather you just share it. I rather you um have other love, people love pass the word she wants the word an impact in this world she wants to do big things with this book not so she can make the money she wants to make a difference in this world and in the next generation in the hearts and minds of children and adults so yes the more that, that we can spread the word brain. that's the big 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 goal here that let's get as many yeah. followers as we can so followers right? likes and then hopefully Somebody out there will help me along. I mean, Mel, I say somebody. Mel has helped me along this process of like promoting Monty. But like for the next steps, I appreciate the people that have donated already. Mel and I are going to figure out what to do about that donation. Next, I don't yeah. feel 100% confident with it. And I rather like, I want to see you guys. I want you guys to tune in for when I read to kids. Yes. I would like, I'm going to read to Mel's kids, hopefully the book. And yes. Um, we'll, we'll move forward. And Mia. There, I'm yes. And, well, Mia, I her attention. Like she'll, we read every single night together. So, I mean, I would like to read it to her at night once I have like, you know, the real thing, but anyway, like, yes, to Mia too, if she, if she'll sit there with, with Charlotte right. and she probably will, she probably will like. She will if they're all together. Yes. If exactly. the girls are all together. Yeah. They'll sit. Cause she'll want to be whatever they're doing whatever the they're like, doing for sure together, but know? i just wanted like so i just want the opportunity here at the end to just thank you Mel. thank you for taking the time out of your weekend or oh, sorry this is like well this is this tuesday is man. this is tuesday this, this is tuesday, tuesday. <laughs> we're recording <laughs> so, like taking time out it's all good time out prior to like having me talk about the book and then you had me read the book and you are leading this in the direction that i didn't even think possible where i could actually like read my love my the this thing that fires me up to the world so i appreciate you so much i'm very grateful for the opportunity and thank you for believing in me i do definitely believe in you and i thank you for coming on again and my gosh you're welcome anytime always and i love this i love 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 this kind of stuff more than anything kids books are especially my favorite too um and i love the fact that you brought up your the giving tree is like my number one. I, well, like, I, I, a, I God, I'm a tree hugger for, for real. I do have a tree. I hug for in my backyard hug. when I need to be grounded. <laughs> I do. So that book means the world to me. It's one of my favorites. And you know what? I think Monty is going to be the next giving tree. Oh gosh. Yes, it is. We're going to manifest it, right? Yes. It we is. Is. Monty tree. will be the next <laughs> giving tree. Say it, speak it. Own Believe it. it. Own thought, it. Yes. Then the words manifest. You can't manifest anything without speaking it. Say it and it is so. Monty will be the next giving tree. So you guys, come on, help give birth to this dream. All you got to do is like, follow, share. And my gosh, we love your guys' feedback. We really do. So um, any comments you want to pop in there, please do. Any uh, encouragement or resources or suggestions you want to pop on Monty's page for the journey, please, please, please do that. We appreciate it so much. And uh, 
Thank you, Jen. You are the best. I love you so much. And I can't wait for us to talk more again. Like, this is crazy. There's so much that came out of this conversation. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. know. And we're so much alike in that. So I'm looking forward to actually having that get together and that little reading. And then the kids can play afterwards and you and I can do a little more talking. Um, I just feel like I gained a an extra sister up in here, oh, like extra, extra. Thank you, you so know? much. You're wonderful. So, I appreciate it. Like we come here, like I come here every Monday through Friday to show you guys there is a blessing in every lesson. Today's lesson was all about following your dreams. And I, I got so many blessings. I got so many blessings out of this last hour. And I hope you guys did too. So uh, remember your stories matter. Uh, we love you, and I will be back tomorrow, Wednesday, at 10 a.m. with Apostle Gideon Desmond, all the way from Nigeria. We're going to be doing a little uh, episode on faith around spirit, round two. So stay tuned at 10 a.m. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys, and don't forget to find the blessing in your life.